Welcome to another episode of Constructive Interference with your hosts, Alexander Steigerwald and myself, Cheyenne Raison. We're here to explore, put simply, electronics and music through a variety of genres, including those that are purely electronic and those that find a way to incorporate electronic instrumentation. Coming at you from opposing coasts of DC and LA. Let's get into it. Welcome back, everyone. This is Constructive Interference, episode 002. Coming at you again from opposing coasts. I'm not necessarily in the LA area today. I'm in Newport Beach. Alex is in Aldi, Virginia, hanging out. Apparently, it's raining over there. It's comfortable, 69 degrees over here. Uh, we're ready to tell you guys about our show. First, we have a little announcement to make. Alex just adopted five little babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what do I mean exactly, Alex? I wish you could see the smile on my face. I'm smiling big just thinking about them. They are five little axolotl babies. And how do you spell axolotl? A-X-O-L-O-T-L. Axolotl. And you guys could go look them up online. They're pretty cute. They're pretty memeable. Uh, definitely can send one as a meme. And uh, yeah, Alex, if you could tell us a little bit more about your little babies. Like what they are exactly? Yeah, any fun facts you want to give? Okay. Well, they're one of very few species of salamanders that never go through the process of metamorphosizing into salamanders from the tadpole stage. So they can live 10 to 20 years on average 15 and they stay tadpoles their entire life. But when you think of a tadpole, you're thinking a little dude. These tadpoles can get up to 12 inches, very large tadpoles. And they have external gills if you look at them and you think they look like aliens because they have crazy antennas that branch out like a, like a network of pink tree branches or something. You have a couple albino ones, correct? Correct. I have two albino ones and three white ones. Think you're going to put a black light against their tank? I already have. Oh, nice. And do you know what I have found? What? Two of them, two out of the five, one albino and one non-albino white one, have been passed on through the mother, the green fluorescent protein gene that is derived from breeding with a certain species of jellyfish. Wow. Yeah, yielding the result of glowing bright neon green under the black light. Can we get a picture of these axolotls in our Facebook page or Instagram or something? Well, the babies that I am currently in possession of they just look like baby little tadpoles. They're not very exciting. A picture of the mother is very adorable, though. So maybe we'll expect a photo from you in a couple months. Or we could post the mother because I'm still in love with her as well. Okay. <laughs> Either way. But yes, I will definitely be providing pictures of these poor sweet babies as they grow. <laughs> We've got a theme for you guys this week. We have artists that all of these albums slash songs that are being played for you guys are off of Warp Records, which is a UK-based record label that started in the late 80s, early 90s. And we just both have a huge appreciation for this record label. Uh, sometimes unknowingly, we'll listen to an artist that we fall in love with. And without a doubt, they happen to be with Warp Records. And it's just, they've been catering a certain sound and certain style of musicianship for well over three decades now. I'm going to start off with one of the earliest artists, probably one of the first three or four to start with Warp Records, Nightmares on Wax. 
who is a UK-based uh, DJ and producer as well. He currently resides in Ibiza, though. It's a hangout with the lovely ladies and party all the time. Uh, his debut album on Warp was in 1991. It was called A World of Science, the first and final chapter. It sounds a lot different than the albums that he's more famous for, like Smoker's Delight and the album I'm playing in A Space Out of Sound. My favorite. Great, great trip hop. Really good trip hop. The song I'm playing off of the album is called The Sweetest, and it is the sweetest song. Nice one, dude. Nice. And then this other song is Hunger by Flying Lotus. Uh, we talked about him last show. He is an L.A.-based producer and rapper, and it's off the album Until the Quiet Comes. I was talking to Alex about how it's a bit interesting that he himself has a record label by the name of Brain Feeder, which he has artists that release work on there, but he still releases his work on Warp. So I don't know if it's a elitist type of thing, like Warp is the pl- place to be in terms of the best of the best for them to release their records on, or maybe he just started there and Brain Feeder became an aftermath. I don't know. What's your take, Alex? Oh, yeah, I'm curious. Um, well, my first question is, do you know if he has released anything on his own label for himself? Mm. Has he done any self-releases that way? Honestly, I don't think so. Interesting. I could look it up. Yeah. All of the other artists that he works with, Thundercat, Kamasai Washington, Teebs, and so forth, they're all off of his label. Let's see. Let's, his newest album, even his newest album, Flame Magra, which came out this year in the fall. That's off of Warp as well. I don't know if there's a lapse. Maybe Your Dead's off of his own. No, they all seem to be off No, of, I don't think so. Uh, there's a label that he was with before Warp, it looks like. It's called Plug Research. That was off his first album, um, 1983. He was with a different label. Since then, he's been with Warp. So yeah, that's our theme for you guys. We're going to, Alex, we'll have some Warp record artists as well. We really like that UK sound and... Some of these artists aren't from the UK, but majority are. And we'll hop into the sweetest of tunes for you guys. Thank you. 
very pretty, Sion. So yeah, I mean, very two different artists, two different realms of time. Until the quiet comes is like 2010 and later. In a space out of sound is from 1991, so 30 year difference almost. Wow. Warp Records killing it. Nightmares on Wax, a lot of drum machines, sample based stuff. Same with Flying Lotus, a lot of sample based drum machines. Uh, Flying Lotus works with a lot more featured artists, whereas Nightmares on Wax mainly just gets a, a vocalist to sing a, a little couple doodly bops here and there. <laughs> Classic formula. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> what do you have for us, Alex? Well, I started off putting together like some personal classics in terms of my dive into electronic music when I was younger. So the most influential artists to me, which all happened to be on Warp at some point in their careers. So we got Boards of Canada up first. Julian Candy is the name of the track off of Geogotti. They started off on Scam, S-K-A-M, but ended up on Warp. I'm only going to do one track this run for the sake of time. I did have an Altecra track lined up. Altecra also on Warp. They were one of the original artists on Warp, along with Nightmares on Wax, but in a different sort of vibe. They were part of the Artificial Intelligence series, unlike Nightmares on Wax, for example. Altecra, very strange sounds. That Artificial Intelligence series probably, I mean, we, we weren't around, like listening when it first came out, but it was probably groundbreaking. Yeah, I think that was one of the, the points of it and, and what, you know, set it as a series apart from artists like Nightmares on Wax with sounds that people were more accustomed to. It's very much different, just different, different strange sounds at the time. Strange music videos for those, for that series and those tracks too. Have you seen any of those? Off of? The Artificial Intelligence series? Um, I don't think so, actually. They did a whole series of music videos as well that were all done with early computer graphics. Okay. Very corny so, looking. 16-bit sort of thing. <laughs> well, we'll listen to that track, and then we'll come well, back. Well, we're not listening to our tech group. We're going to hit Julian Candy from Boards of Canada. Off of? Geogotti. Geogotti. Beautiful artwork. Yeah, it's like the paper snowflake folded and cut, but it's the children holding hands in the trees. We'll give it a listen to this and we'll come back to you guys. Let's go.
Boards of Canada, my favorite down-tempo babies. Mike and Marcus. Yeah, two brothers from Scotland. Do you have any info of possibly how they make their music and whatnot or what they do? No, they're very elusive. That's one thing they're known for, extremely elusive. I think they've only performed live a couple of times. There are some really terrible lo-fi recordings on YouTube of a live performance. And then there was the Peel session that they did. But other than that, they kind of hide out. Nobody even really knows where they live. I think it's believed that they just have a lot of land out in the Scottish countryside. And I'm assuming they do a lot of drugs. <laughs> uh, there was something There was something along their, one of their last releases, right? Tomorrow's Harvest? Yeah. Where yeah. they had a set of coordinates that they were trying to get people to go to this like desert area. Mm-hmm. And go for the release party or something. And mm-hmm. Can you explain this a little bit more? I, I remember we were, we were living together. Yeah, I got it. I got it remembered. It's in there. There were, uh, I believe, six vinyl records, unlabeled white label records, randomly released into six stores, I think, between the US and the UK. Maybe it was just the US. 
because the coordinates ended up being somewhere out in the California desert. But either way, there were six records, all white labels, except for some numbers on them, a stream of numbers. And they had also put up a website that just prompted you to enter if it was six, I think it was six records or maybe it was eight. But either way, on the website that they had created that people discovered, there were just rows for you to inlay characters, six rows, and you enter the digits. And nobody knew. It took months for this to be figured out. But of course, the internet's crazy and people figured it out. The All six streams of numbers were entered and then it provided a set of coordinates and a date. And so a small group of people went to those coordinates on said date and they got to experience one of the very small numbers of Forza Canada performances. And that was the first time Tomorrow's Harvest was heard. It was at an abandoned water park in the desert of California. Abandoned water park in the desert. That's an oxymoron right there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. Not, not they weren't going for an oxymoron, but the aesthetic of something decayed like that that was once lush and thriving and then decayed and then ruined is like the sort of the theme of that album mars harvest hence like the artwork of like a, a city seemingly distraught out on the landscape and the horizon my artists that i've got next off of this warp episode is i can't even say this guy's name ever uh it's only tricks point never he just goes by OPN as well off his album R plus seven and the song's called Chrome country. He just, he's kind of like just noise music in a sense uh, just very loud sporadic sounds, Brooklyn based DJ. He describes himself or another person was describing him as like tranquil electronic sounds incorporate organic instrumentation and I guess it's recreated by full bands and performances. That's always an awesome thing about electronic music as well, I believe, is that we listen to it as how the producer imagined it on the records. But a lot of times for their performances, they add so many live elements to it and whatnot. And it just becomes a whole different sound to those songs that you love and know. So if you ever get a chance to go see a live instrumental performance of one of your favorite DJs or producers. It's a great time. I've seen it for Bonobo and the Gorillas. There's another artist that did that. I don't think they were more, but Pretty Lights. Oh, Pretty Lights, yeah. Yeah, I think Pretty Lights was into doing those live renditions of his electronically produced tracks as well. I've seen Pretty Lights once in Charlottesville, Virginia. He was. It was just a DJ set. Oh, was it? Um I, I could imagine that, especially for the South music that he was creating back then. Yeah, his music would be very welcoming to that. The next artist I have is Mount Kimby, who I've really been enjoying their music for the past couple of years. It's an electronic duo from the UK. They've been collaborating with a lot of other very popular artists from the UK as well, such as King Cruel and James Blake. Mm, good stuff. And yeah, I saw them at the Black Cat felt like the fastest concert I've ever been to. It just either I was just so into it or maybe it was short. I was just having a great time and then it was over. I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh, great. Time flies when you're having fun. For sure. And they had uh, people to help with their accompaniment. I think there was like four or five of them up there. As I said, again, they were mainly an electronic duo. So they get some help with the live performances. Uh, this song is called SP12 Beat off of their newest album. 
love what survives and yeah it, it, the track name sounds like something i'd name one of my tracks that i'm making until i get a proper name for it just one of those you know nomenclature things that you do when you're being a producer you just jungle style underwater sound isn't an sp12 a sampler is it yeah i think it's by emu yeah emu sp12 also known as the sampling drum computer well there you have it sp12 beat that's the t right there so we'll get into those two tracks and then alex is gonna drop the show for us with some some real classics yes some very legendary artists and then we'll have a mashup for you guys you can follow us on our instagram our facebook our youtube where we post our mashups and we're going to post our episodes as well you can contact us on any of those platforms tell us what you've been liking tell us what you don't like any requests maybe we'll send pictures of axolotls who knows Mm -hmm. and yeah hope to hear from you guys and see how you guys enjoy our content this is Chrome Country by OPN.
All right, boss. That was good. You're you're on it with the pretty songs today. Oh, thank you. Actually, the beat sounded best right at those last 10 seconds. I interrupted. I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Go back and listen. For all you listeners out there, go back to that SP12 beat and check out that last 20 seconds. It sounds really nice. Very lush. Kind of reminded me of some Fortet's newest work. Fortet. They would be great off if they were off of Warp. <laughs> you know who they're they, great anyways you know who they released through no actually okay i know i buy their records though <laughs> talk about these legends just a preface i found apex twin before you had years before you really i had seen uh window liquor probably in like 2009 oh wow okay yeah it was like 2011 for me when i moved out to olympia in my friend's car one of my friends I grew up with showed me Window Liquor because it's a very polarizing music video as well and song. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those, you know, those YouTube things when you're young or even nowadays where you just find this crazy video that has crazy visuals and sounds accompany it and you just want to show someone. And that was just one of those ones. And I never knew that one day that that video I had seen would be an artist that I actually respect and listen to. I thought it was just one of those crazy people making music on the internet or something <laughs> no you've been around for a while before that yeah apex twin richard d james also known as afx polygon window etc etc he's a man of many names he is one of the absolute most prolific electronic artists ever and i know i said that last week about susumu yokota but apex twin surpasses him by a long shot not surpasses him in quality or expertise or anything, just the sheer amount of music that's been released. Apex Twin, under the names Apex Twin and AFX only, has 60 LPs and EPs on as major releases. Yeah, and that's not including the stuff that is that may or may not be him. He has been known to use many aliases and still to this day plays unannounced DJ sets out in Cornwall where he's lived most of his life so you think that whole town is just trying to like find the puzzle pieces constantly with him i don't know i can't imagine (laughs) apex twin and square pusher wow the square pusher which we alex had bought an album of square pushers i I think it was your first lp from him uh show bleeder one Mm -hmm. his side project with the band we had played it at a improper rpm 33 and a third instead of 45 for a long time yeah not knowing it had to be sped up and we really jammed to the I still slow. do you know the last four or five times i played it it's been at that speed oh for sure and then and then when we found out we would just like hop between speeds constantly i bet there's definitely a youtube version of each speed out there so if you guys want to go listen to that one yeah i recommend abstract lover 33 rpm anyways I could go on and on about these two artists. They're profoundly inspirational. Absolute classics for me. I'm going to take them to my grave, no doubt. Yeah, I've got Square Pushers. Do You Know Square Pusher? Off the album, Do You Know Square Pusher? Seems like a great introduction for Square Pusher. For anyone who's not gotten to know him, (laughs) you might come to know him a little more after you hear Do You Know Square Pusher? Did you know he uh, started off his musical career as a jazz bassist 
that was actually what attracted me the most to him coming from being a bass player. Like I was really into that whole DJ that would play an instrument sort of thing. Like if it was a DJ of a saxophone or a DJ of a bass. And then he has his whole uh, solo album where it's just him playing the bass. Yeah, solo acoustic bass. But I think that's actually under the name Tom Jenkinson, his real name. But I think that's something that both these artists share is they can play classical instruments or, you know, more traditional acoustic instruments very well, both of them. So Square Pusher with his bass and his understanding of music theory and composition coming from jazz and Apex Twin, Richard David James, he he's composed music, classical music, and he can play the piano extremely well. Like in the album Drugs, which is the album, the track I'll be playing by him is off of, he does many prepared piano tracks. And that's also the album that Avril 14 is on, the very beautiful piano track. Yeah, so both of them, I believe, just have a profound understanding of music theory and composition. And even if they aren't composing music in any traditional form, because both of them make very outlandish and abstract music. I think they're able to do it so well because of greater foundation that a lot of producers don't don't have, you know? Yeah, I'd argue that. I mean, it just gives you so much more knowledge to work with. And then, <laughs> and then since they have that foundation, then when they experiment, they understand what they're doing with their experimentation to a next level. Or like a painter with an easel, you know, a lot of, a lot of these painters, which would be these producers, only got a few colors to work with. These guys got a dang rainbow on their palette. Are you taking a crack at this song title? Board husband. Board husband. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not certain how to say it, but you know, Apexman also speaks the nearly dead language of Cornish. Oh, I did not. Know and this. that is that is old Cornish. There, it translates to sailboat. Oh, okay. Board husband off of drugs. Alex queued up a mashup for us, which is Square Pusher and Aphex Twin. Correct. The visuals for this. No, nope. are... incorrect. What? Incorrect. <laughs> I did do one, but that's not the one I've chosen for this. This is the the one we'll be playing actually that I think we both agreed on was Boards of Canada and Square Pusher. Oh. Okay. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Excuse us, everyone. Excuse us. So the two tracks are Come on, my selector by Square Pusher, and Everything You Do Is a Balloon by Ports of Canada. We'll listen to Alex's songs, and then we'll come and say goodbye, and then we'll throw you guys at that mashup.
Square Pusher and Apex, probably top two best artists off of Warp, I would say. Right up there, something like that. I don't know. They blow me away every day of every year. And we're going to be quick about this goodbye with you guys because we're trying to provide as much music as we can to you all. Uh, we'll have our mesh up for you after this. What's it called again, Alex? Oh, the title that was given to it by Rave.DJ, the combination of everything you do as a balloon and come on my selector has become everything you come is a selector. And on that <laughs> note, we're going to bid you adieu. Please go listen to our past episodes and be ready for some future episodes. And we're excited to keep coming back to you guys. All right, buddy. Been a real pleasure. Yes. See you all next week.